Hello there, and welcome to Babylon with the boys. My name is Karshire, and I haven't had breakfast this morning, so I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, well, my name's my name's Spencer Fleming, and I had a tiny bag of Lay's chips for breakfast. That's yeah. I like woke up. I was like, it's a Lay's day today. Let's let's Lay's, shall we? And then and then I had my Lay's chips. And that was that was how that went. But no, it was good. I liked it. There you go. Well, should we get right into this episode, my dude? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, so so as Carson has explained to me uh, before we start today's episode, um, if you if you haven't read the title, I don't know why you wouldn't. But we're doing our top five favorite TV shows of all time. Now Carson he dabbles, but I'm I'm a TV guy. Like I love I love me a show. You know I love I love Netflix shows. I love I love all the TV. Um, now by the way, I should I should preface that I am not including any reality TV shows on my list because that's a list for a different day. I love my reality TV shows, but that's that's a list for a different day because there's just too many. Um, I'm not sure if I could do five reality shows. Would it like include game shows like like contest like yeah cooking shows and stuff like that? Yeah, that that counts, oh. but. If you don't have enough for a list, what happens is if there's a day where you have to call in sick, you know, like if you have to take a day off for some reason, that will be my episode. <laughs> I'll do you, top five. <laughs> you literally just do a solo podcast? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, just with like about reality TV. I honestly think I could fill an hour. I could <laughs> I, I could do a, a Netflix special hour on reality yeah. TV. Um, but yeah, other, anyways, we'll get to the, the list later. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, a lot of stuff has happened this week. I actually got tested for COVID. Oh. As well. Oh. Um, besides like everything else happening in the world. Cause you know, we record this two weeks in advance and, um, that other thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, that other thing. That other thing. Um, other thing. Yeah, they just called it today. So. Yeah. No, I woke up this morning. My mom's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's literally been happening all week. But um, I got a test on Wednesday, and yeah. it was, it was interesting. Like I had cold symptoms, and there was like. Somebody we knew, like somebody who we hadn't even been in contact for like three weeks with. Yeah. And then I was like, I might as well. So I went and got it. It was really easy. Took very quick. I'm not sure if people around have that kind of, have that kind of system, but it was at um, college right nearby. Just drove in, didn't even have to make an appointment. They just scraped my, my sinus. Yeah. It hurt a little bit, but it just yeah. it hurt to the point where, you know how you get water up your nose? And that yeah, kind of yeah. hurt? It's like, it's like water up your nose, but instead of water, it's like an actual physical thing. 
Yeah, I had one when this whole thing like first started because like the what everything shut down. Um, I don't know if you remember, but like I didn't show up to school that week because I was I was like sick. I was like I don't know if if this is that, and this is like when everything was just starting, so I had like no information of what it actually was. So I was like, uh, I better not show up just in case I kill the whole school. And then I had to like get tested. I didn't have it, but I had to do the test. And they're like, all right, we're just gonna scrape your little nose holes. And she, I was like, oh, okay, do you want... And she just, just full-on javelin that bitch right up there. And I was like, okay. Oh God. There goes my brain. Um, also, wait, let me see. Um, this is just, uh, just, a, just a note on the podcast. I don't know if you want to edit this part out. Maybe not, because it's kind of funny. Did you hit record on the Zoom call? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, you should hit record on the Zoom call, my guy. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> All right, we're recording. Give us a clap. Give us a. Oh, I th- I was actually gonna start clapping. You mean like a? Okay, this is something we have to do. Um, for, for like when we record on Zoom calls, we have to like mark a clap so he has something to sync the sound to. So, you know, babbling with the boys, the TV episode. Mark, there you go. Clap. Was that loud enough? Do you want a louder one? No, I think that's pretty good. Was it good? Okay. Well, um, yeah, so recap. Got a COVID test. Spencer also had a COVID test, but at the very beginning of stuff. Yeah. And she javelined it up your nose. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, it was... She kind of like... It looked like she was eyeballing it. And she just kind of went... Dang! And just kind of stuck it. And I was like, oh. And she's like, Okay. We'll have your results soon. And then, like, two weeks later, they, like, were like, no, you don't have it. I was like, well, I've been in a house for two weeks by myself because I didn't know. I just didn't. My family, like, disowned me. Like, they just stopped associating. Like, I was in my room alone, and I had to eat dinner in my room. And the rest of my family was, like, downstairs. And I just, I heard the the laughters emanating from underneath my door. And then, um, then I didn't have it after all. So. Wait, so you... And this is my story! Okay, yeah. So you quarantined for two weeks? I quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. Damn. And, like, the day the day I felt sick was, like, the day the NBA shut down and, like... <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not feeling too good. And I stayed home. And then I took a nap and I woke up. And then, like, Camille was like, oh, yeah, they're closing school. The NBA shut down. I was like, what the heck? Like, what did I wake up to? What's going <laughs> on? I started looking around, looked outside. Everyone was inside, closing their blinds. Like, I was like, what the <laughs> So, like, I woke up in Bizarro World. Oh, yeah. I, I legit, I think I didn't leave the house for, for, like, a week at a time. Yeah. No, it was scary. It was scary at the beginning. Um... Yeah, but there's our there's our flashback to when stuff was all awful. It still is pretty awful, but you know. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think if the results of this week went differently, I think this would have gone down in history as the worst year ever. <laughs> to every, yeah, maybe to every year. This this was like there's a glimmer of hope, you know, in the pitch black <laughs> iris of 2020. Yeah, but uh, there is a. There's a glimmer of hope. Okay. That's... Speaking, of, speaking of glimmers of hope, should we do 
What do you think? Should we do do our top fives now? Yeah, I feel like that's you know we had we had enough of a of a little introduction section. I think we can get yeah. into it. Um, if you don't know how our top fives work, let me break oh. it for you because um, that's what I do. So I don't know why I said that like that. So top fives, essentially, we both have a list of our five favorite whatever the list is going to be today. It's TV shows of all time, and we work our way down the list. So I'll say my number five. Carson says his number five. Um, if his number five is like on my list just later, so maybe it's at my number two, then I'll say check, and we'll talk about it when it's on my list. Um, and if it's just not on my list at all, then I'll say zoink. That's a zoink, meaning it's just not on the list. Um, we're also adding a little, a tiny separate section today too, um, where we list, we say the TV show, um, we tell you a little bit about the show, and then we're going to talk about, you know, some of our favorite episodes from the show to give you a little, a little taste of what the show is, just in case you feel to try it out or watch it. There you go. You have a little, a little, a tasty morsel of what, of what the show is all about. Um, so yeah, let's, let's hit it. Cool. Okay. So, who would like to go first? Um, I don't know. It's your show, man. What What do you want to do? How do you want to? Do you want to be the last? Have the last say? So I go first. So you have like um, the last number. One. Oh, I honestly don't care. Tell you what, I'll do my old flip the coupon, uh, the expired Amazon coupon. <laughs> I- and. How about I just go first so we end on a high note with your number one? Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, if that's what you want to do, like, I'm complaining. Yeah, um, sure. My number five is the sh- a show I'm watching currently. Okay, yeah. I've watched about like three seasons of it. Was it three? I think I'm on the fourth season of it. And it's just, right. it's too good to not include on this list. Like, I have not watched a single episode and been like, oh, this isn't very good. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's This Is Us. Mm, yeah, I knew this was going to be on your list, you little, little minx. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. It's, it's a zoink for me, but I am also currently watching This Is Us. Um, so I, I, I think, I think I'm like a season ahead of you. Cause I think you watch it when it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah. Cause I can never tell you about anything that happens. I'm always like, <laughs> yeah. Um, th- this show is the most, most like emotional content I've probably ever seen. Like every, every episode just makes you cry. And like you, I heard somebody talk about it once and say that they they set a pace at the first episode of like their uh, their uh, emotional um, knowledge and emotional capacity, and they keep it up for going on four seasons now. Yeah, because it's like, um, I, th- I think what's kind of cool about it. Is it's not necessarily like every every episode is like sad or anything. It's just kind of like filled with like oh that's relatable moments between like family. They're trying I guess they're, they're trying to take like a realistic look at what family is. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, I'll let you explain the show. Do you want to, like, tell them briefly what it's about? Well, okay. It's about... It's about a family. Um, who... Um, Rebecca and Jack. And the show opens with them having... Um, giving birth to triplets. But one of them dies in childbirth. And so they adopt... Um, uh, a black child that was left on the left on the steps of a firehouse, and so you see three timelines. You see the timeline when they were young, when they were young children um, growing up. You see the timeline when they were um, young adults growing into maturity, and you see the timeline when they're all adults. Um, and sometimes the show adds an extra layer where you see, like, the parents before they even had the yeah. kids. Or- so, like, so every- occasionally you'll get, like, a fourth fourth layer into that, that cheesy dip. And mm. sometimes they, like, jump way forward into the future or something. Like, it's really interesting. Yeah. And it just... I want to see, like, the, the editing and all this stuff behind... Because... How do you make such an emotional impact each episode? Like, do you have, like, some kind of magic elixir that you can, like, pour over the media and just make it, like, make it magical? Like, I don't even know. I think think this show is is a masterclass in, like, demographic targeting Mm -hmm. and, like, knowing its audience. There's something in this show for everybody, but I know, like, someone did a hell of a lot of research. Like, they knew. They knew. I'm not going to spoil Jack's story. I almost just did, but I won't. Um, Someone knew, like, we got to keep Jack in the show, okay? Mm-hmm. 40-year-old women love Jack. And <laughs> keep Jack in the show. So Jack's in the show um, for them. And then you got, like, you know, Randall's kids usually have no storylines that relate to youth Mm -hmm. um again i won't spoil anything in particular um that's one thing it's really hard to talk about this show without just saying remember when that thing made me cry or remember when that thing like was like really heartwarming i just have to like not say what it was um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna now talk about my favorite episodes and try not to spoil everything Okay. Um, the big day was one where it was, um, it happened during, I think it was during the day that they were giving birth to the children. And mm-hmm. it was of the doctor. It was from the doctor's perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that doctor guy tore the house down (laughs) he like this guy i want to see how much money they gave him for like the the three episodes that he's in because he he gives some of the best acting like i just i so seldom hear that expression used that 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 was amazing he tore the house down what's the actor's name again i have no idea he's just some old guy like I never seen him in anything else. I swear I've seen him in stuff. Hold on a sec. Um, and of course there was 
one about the family station wagon. Oh, yeah. And it took place at a very integral part of the family story. Um, yeah. And, man, you expect that episode to go one way, and it just swerves the other way, and you're just like, that's exactly how you need to do that. That's better than I could have imagined. And I really liked the one where Randall and a a man very close to him go back to the guy's like hometown or something. Yeah. And it's like the last, you know, kind of thing. And you're like, Oh my gosh. And then like that moment when he oh, oh I'm gonna start crying. But anyway. <laughs> you try to tiptoe around the spoilers. <laughs> Randall and the dude is very close to him. Go back. <laughs> oh. Damn. Dude very close to him, yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. That that was another guy. That was another actor. The guy that played yeah. that played the guy that was very close to Randall. <laughs> Yeah, the guy that was very close to Randall. Yeah, very good. He was very good. a great actor. But anyway, yeah. num- you're number five. I agree. The whole, the, mostly, for the most part, the cast of This Is Us is really, is really solid. Um, But yeah, my number five, this is like a complete switch in tones. Um, <laughs> My number five is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> See... Yeah, I've never seen an episode of Buffy the Vampire. Oh, I know you haven't. I've you never... see, I quit. I'm <laughs> trying to get everyone I know to watch this show, and I'm always and I I know I lose people because I do the I do the well the first season you know it's okay but it gets better after that and then they're like well, why don't I just watch this show this weekend and I'm like okay you know what screw you and then I actually successfully got someone to watch the first episode and they're like it's too 90s for me and I was like. Please just like give it a chance. You don't understand how good it gets. Um, this is probably don't get me wrong, I love my teen shows, okay? I'm the guy who watched 13 Reasons Why season four, all of it, without skipping a scene. And it was hard, but I did it. Okay, I'm that guy. I love my teen shows, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I watched Riverdale a couple episodes after that baby floated above a piece of fire or something like that. I've watched past that scene, okay? Like, I I am hardcore with my teen shows. Also, shout out to Grand Army. That was a good show. Another good teen show that I feel like not enough people are talking about. I haven't even but, heard of that. Oh, I know. No one has. And it was really good. It was like if Riverdale was, like, way better and actually cast people that looked like they were teenagers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... I love my teen shows. This is probably take away the vampire demon slayer part of the show. And it's actually like the most compelling teen drama I've ever seen. Like the writing on point. Okay. The witty banter on point. It's a brainchild of Joss Whedon. 
So like, you know, I, I, I like Josh Whedon, you know. Um I, I've watched another T V series by Josh Whedon. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. And partially because it's just a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, that will be uh, ended it before it's time. <laughs> uh yeah. but yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like I'm rewatching it right now, actually. I watched it probably when I was like in the tenth grade, and I was like, "Yo, everyone's got to see this show." Well, how, I want you. I want you to hear. I want to hear you give like a synopsis. Like, what is this? What is this show about? Okay. Uh, so essentially, they took the trope of like the blonde girl in horror movies that like dies mm-hmm. all the time, and essentially now she is the chosen it's such a silly premise but for some reason you get like really wrapped up into the lore essentially every generation one vampire slayer is chosen and her job is to like slay vampires and she goes to school on something she's in high school and she goes to school on something called the hellmouth which is essentially like the cesspit of demon and vampire activity so like all of these things. It sounds stupid, but it's like God. so. It's, and then it's so stupid, but it's so good. I'm telling you, like, you remember? You remember last year our screenwriting professor? I won't say names mm-hmm. just in case they don't want to be. Yeah, included in our little shitty podcast. But um, she loved this show. Like, it's like really good. It's just you have to give it a chance. Um. Like, get past the fact that it's a really stupid premise, and you're like, actually, this works. And essentially, she has a watcher um, who's kind of like the guardian of the Slayer. Like, they make sure the Slayer's, you know, all good, and they give them the, the weapons, and they train them. Um, and that's his name is Giles, and he's like the high school librarian. He poses as a librarian, so he could be her watcher. And then we have, we have her two friends, um, Willow and Xander. And that's essentially the core cast right there. And then we have, like, other bits and pieces that sprinkle in and out of the show. But um, it's it's such a simple and kind of silly premise, yet it's really good. It's funny, it's witty, and when it needs to be, it could actually carry, like, an emotional impact. Wait, so let me get this straight. The people's names in the show are Buffy, Xander... Uh-huh. Giles and what was the other person's name? Willow. Willow. Yeah, and then of course you have Cordelia, but she she oh, and then of course you have Angel. There's Angel. Oh. Um, there's Spike. Wow. Uh, yeah. These are there's nice right normal. Here. There's normal names like Anya. There's Anya. It's Tara. But That's, yeah, Anya's the most normal name in this. Well. Hush, she used to be a demon, okay? Give her <laughs> give her a break. Okay, so All right. There's <laughs> I'm telling you. And you're laughing, but I'm telling you it's so good. Like um, you know me, okay? You know me. You know I love quality. You know, I I I love quality and I love this show. Um my favorite episodes from it, I wrote down some of my favorite episodes here. Hush is one of the most brilliant episodes of a show I've ever seen. Because the show usually operates with, like, there's one big bad for, like, the entire season. But there's, like, villains of the week in between that big bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like a standard formula for shows like this. 
Um, and one of the villains of the week are these creepy looking thing. Like this, this is a show that's probably aimed from like a demographic of like probably like fifteen to eighteen year olds. I'm guessing. Um, but like kids could watch it too. Like it's not not so terrible that like I wouldn't show a twelve year old this show. But these things are scary. Like these, they're these smiling bald white guys in like suits that float. And essentially, they steal the voices of everyone in the town, so you, they can't scream, and they need to harvest seven hearts. So they they kill people for their hearts, and no one can hear them because they can't scream, and no one in the town can talk. So we have like an episode with zero dialogue, and it's like, yeah, and uh, Buffy and like her, they call them her like group of friends that slay demons. They call them the Scooby Gang. They have to, like, figure out how to stop these guys without talking to each other. So they're, like, using projectors and stuff. And, like, they're trying to, like, motion to each other, like, how to kill them. So, like, Buffy's like this. Like, do we stab them? And everyone's like. And she's like, no, no, with a knife. Like, like it's like, it's it's such a stupid premise, but it works so well. Um, we have Bewitched, um, Bothered, and Bewildered, I think is the name of, of the episode. And essentially, um... This one's from season two, I think. Xander, uh, like, breaks up. I, I want to spoil too much. But he has a girlfriend, and he breaks up with the girlfriend. And he, like, is trying to make her jealous. So he's like, oh, I, I wish that my, my ex-girlfriend was, like, still in love with me so I can make her jealous. But accidentally, the wish backfires, and, like, every girl in the school falls in love with him including, like, the cafeteria lady and stuff like that. And, like, it's just, it's it's a stupid episode, too. But it's essentially, like, an entire city of girls, like, all just chasing this one guy down the street and, like, killing each other over <laughs> this one person. It, like, gets really extreme. Um, That one, and then the body. The body is, like, probably, I, I don't, I don't cry often with media, and it's very funny that Buffy the Vampire Slayer made me cry. But the body, I think it's from season five, episode 16. I can't, I, I won't give too much away. It's it's just like an emotional punch to the face. And there's like almost no supernatural anything in it. It's just people dealing with this like very real thing that just happened to all of them. Um, wow. Yeah. Hmm. But overall... Great show. Can't recommend it enough. If you were on the fence about trying it, please give it a try. Um, I know I, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, I know the first season may seem a little, uh, but it gets in its groove. Just please, just give give this show a chance. All right. There you go. Have I have I talked enough? Is I that think, enough? I think that's enough right there. I feel like I, feel like I, I talked for like eight years about that show. but uh, You might have. You might have. All right. Let's go to the next one. So my number four, you see it on the Facebook all the time. You see these, see these things coming up of the, of the show, and it's just like all the all the subtleties of it and all that stuff. But the actual show is the bomb, and you gotta watch it. It's Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh yeah, the show that everyone's getting on my ass for never watching. Yeah, it's it's just a really good piece of tell. Like this, is the um, 
spoilers, is the only animated show I have on my list. I had another <coughs> animated show that I was thinking of putting on here, but it was a little bit more of an adult animated show. So I chose this one. Well, it was, I'll say it right now, it was Death Note. Oh, I don't know why I thought you were like going to say like some weird hentai something. Yeah, no, yeah, Death Note's really good. I like Death Note. Um, but Avatar The Last Airbender, it, I watched it when I was a kid. And it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Like it molded from episode from season one to season four of this like it changed <clears throat> and altered with its fan base. It grew up with its fan base, which was really interesting. Like by the end it had like some relationship drama and stuff and it gone to like deeper, more emotion more of the um, emotional sophistication that you'd expect from like a kind of teen show, and it was really good. And for for years after, whenever I got in the, whenever I was in the pool or something, I'd always pretend I was a waterbender. You know, dude, I saw you doing that like six months ago. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um. So, I got to say, you got to just watch it. It's, um, I'll give you a little synopsis. Uh, long ago, the, the world was split into the four realms, basically. Four realms of four different benders. So, bending mean, meaning you can somehow have control of that element. And mm-hmm. there's also non-benders. <clears throat> There's the water tribe, which is more like in the um, in the Arctic, in the um, colder climates. They're um, living. Some of them live in igloos. Some of them live in bigger ice palaces and stuff like that. Um, and then there's the Earth, which is more like um, rural farmers, but they also have pretty big cities as well. Like they have. Um, I forget what the cities are called, but anyway, they big <clears throat> And then, like, there's the Fire Nation. It's just, like, evil. And then there's um, the Air Nomads, which are, like, the kind of monks of this place. Um, and the kind of... They live in the mountains, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like the Earth and Fire Tribes are the have, like, the big cities are the two, like, major powers of this world. Um, and there's this thing called the Avatar, who was master of all the elements. He was frozen in ice for a hundred years, so there was no Avatar to keep the balance of the world, and the Fire Tribe took over. And then these two Water Tribe kids find Aang, the Avatar, frozen in ice. Help him get out. Um, and then they go on an adventure with him to protect him and also help him learn the four elements before the um, Fire Nation takes over the rest of the world. Damn, that that pitch actually explains a lot because I was like, why is he bald? Now I understand. Well, he's bald because he's part of... He was an air nomad. He was a... He was a monk. He was a monk. He was born into um, 
yeah, place of monks. And they all have those kind of like arrows and stuff. Oh. But actually, the fire tribe, <clears throat> in the first episode, you find out that the fire tribe killed all of the monks. He's the last airbender. Which That's why it's called Avatar, last airbender. Right. Okay. That's sexy. Okay. You see, I saw the movie like when it came out as a kid. I was like, this is terrible. Um, so I guess I just never gave the show a shot. Uh, but everyone's telling me, I have a friend who's like, that's his, I think he said that's his like favorite show of all time. And everyone, everyone keeps telling me to watch it. So I'll definitely, I'll have to go back. And there's, oh, the best character is this character named Toph. We meet a little bit later. Who's a blind earthbender. And she's always walking around barefoot. Because she can, like, feel everything through the earth. As we all can. It's damn cool. Um, and I've always wanted to be an earthbender as well. Because they, cool, they have cool subsections. See, okay. They have subsections of their bending. So, like, Water Tribe. You know what they can also bend if they get to a certain point? Ice. Blood. Oh. So, okay, that, that's one of my favorite episodes, is when um, you find out about bloodbending, and there's, like, this witch who kind of, like, can control people through bending their... Oh, their blood. Oh, that's and cool. It, the, the way that it, like, shows them, like, bending the blood... Yeah. Completely awful. This is and, a kid's show, though, right? It's a kid's show. And they show um, blood. That's kind of dope. I respect I respect the uh, the maturity. <laughs> or, I, I don't know about maturity, but definitely the, the graphicness of being able to do that. That's some, like, Batman animated series. I don't care if I show people getting shot shit right there. Yeah. Um. And I really like the the whole, like, Zuko, of course. Zuko is like the um, son of the of the Fire Nation leader. He's the prince, and he's the one with the scar and everything. And he's he had a very tortured thing because he kind of got. Here's another thing: like he kind of got abused by his father. Oh. Oh my. And, yeah. Wait, you so there's a lot of like. What type of abuse are we talking about here? How how dark does he get? He has a scar this big on his face. Oh, I've seen that character. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's from his father. Damn. Spoiler alert. That's from his father. Damn. Okay. So it goes into that stuff as well, and there's like this point where he's like a wanderer, and that's really interesting. Um, and I really like the Emerald Island players. It's it's where they watch a play of the like three seasons previous oh <laughs> that's kind of cool and they, they like have characters playing them and <laughs> it's pretty funny so yeah there's my number i oh my gosh i'm talking for long about this you go go ahead okay what well, we on number this is gonna be a long ass episode number four mr mr oh you 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 control this episode. I'm simply just in your domain. Oh please, I knew you had something to say. You see, you see how fun it is when you get caught up in your favorite shows. Um, 
my number my number four is another like complete tonal shift from what you just uh <laughs> what you just laid out there but um it's called love and it's on netflix it's simply just titled love um and i think the the lead actors in it is uh paul rust i think is his name you've probably seen him before kind of kind of skinny usually wears glasses yeah yeah um oh it's created by Judd Apatow if I'm not mistaken so you if you kind of know anything about him you kind of already know the the direction is being taken um I think I've heard of the show yeah you probably have um it's I don't know how popular it is because like no one else that I talked to has seen the show but um, the best way to describe it is it's literally just kind of about these two people who traditionally wouldn't be in a relationship, just kind of like being in a relationship and falling in love. But they're like from two completely different facets of life. Um, and it's pretty hilarious. Like, it's pretty, pretty funny just because of all the scenarios that happen. It's kind of like awkward relatable things that you feel like could happen um, doesn't doesn't it have the girl from community yes yes okay it does um sorry i now I've, I've lost my train of thought what was i saying sorry i don't remember sorry. um but yeah jillian jacobs is in it mm-hmm. um the the lady who played britta she's in it um yeah, so essentially we just kind of fall in like Paul Russ's character and Jillian Jacobs' character. Um, Gus, and I think it's, I don't know why I can't remember now. I'm pretty sure her name's Mickey. And essentially, yeah, <laughs> you know, realistic names. Everyone has those names. But it kind of makes sense why she was like named that in the show because we meet her dad. But anyways, it's just kind of like these like really awkward and like relatable situations that these like characters find themselves into. And it's it's pretty real. Like it feels like these are real people. They have like realistic arguments that people would have, you know, just being in a relationship these things would come up. Um but yeah, I I can't I can't recommend it enough. It's it's really fun. I it's, so it's not like you have to like get into like eight seasons. How long? You, is it? All that. It's it's about three seasons. Oh, okay, cool. So it's it's not too long. Um, I'm gonna get into some of my favorite episodes because oh. yeah, these are these are these are the good ones here. Um, there's one called Shrooms, where essentially Gus's character he's kind of like a nerd. Um, he wants he wants to be a screenwriter. Uh, but he's working on this show called, like, Bewitched or, like, Witch or something like that. And it's about, like, a bunch of, like, kid witches. And he's not actually writing for this show. He's, like, the lead star's tutor. So he just tutors this girl. And he keeps, like, trying to get, like, his script read by people. Right? Like, that's kind of what he wants to do. But he's just kind of this nerd and he hasn't really done anything. And we have Jillian Jacobs' character. Um, and she is kind of, like, she's kind of like a stoner and she used to be an alcoholic. Um, and she's like, Oh, 
you know, you, you gotta try shrooms. So, like, she decides to be their, like, trip guide, and she, like, allows Gus and his friends to, like, try shrooms in her house. And it's just, like, they're various and, like, wildly different trips that they go on to. At one point, this guy starts running down the street chasing a wolf. Like, it's it's a very, <laughs> it's a very entertaining episode. Um, I'd say another one is Palm, I think it's called Palm Springs Getaway. Which is essentially um, the two. So we have like Gus and Mickey, who are kind of the main characters, and their friends um, go on this like kind of double date vacation thing. And their friends like, oh my, like I have family members who have this like you know uh, cabin in Palm Springs. We should go. It's great. And the cabin's just like a piece of shit. And they're all like wow thanks man and like the pool's like all dirty with like leaves in it and it's essentially just kind of like at this point both of their people's relationships are kind of like taking a bit of a dip Uh so like these people kind of being angry with each other for other reasons um while they're at this just like really terrible cabin and it's pretty hilarious and i'd say the other the other good one is sarah from college which is where Gus's like ex girlfriend he gets invited to her wedding. Oh shit! And like yeah, so that that was good. Uh, a bunch of emotion stuff gets brought up there, and then also it's an introduction of a character that is never seen again in the show, and I've never seen the actor before or since. I don't think. Um, who's just kind of like the father of the groom at this wedding, who we don't really like spend any time with in particular. But essentially, our two, like, main characters are just kind of sitting down, like, enjoying the wedding. And this guy just, like, comes up and starts breaking down how much everything costs. And uh, oh. it, it's one of the best scenes I've ever seen in my life. I cried laughing. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying not to give too much away. There's not, like, any, like, huge spoilers to give away or anything like that. It's just one of those shows where it works best if you just kind of go in with a fresh mind and let it develop. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed the show. I recommend it. Check it out. It's on Netflix. I might check that out. All right. So we get to our number four, three, three. Yes. So I'm going to go with my number three first. Right. Cause that's what we've been doing this whole time. I, again, I'll state that. I don't think we've ever talked about this show. Okay. I don't think I've ever mentioned this show to you. If it actually is Heartland. If it's, this is Heartland. It's Heartland. It's Heartland, everybody. Okay, if you don't know what Heartland is, then that means that you are a decent human being. Um, no. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a little Canadian show, and it's terrible, and I laugh at it anytime mm-hmm. I hear it mentioned or uttered in a sentence. But enough about that. Mm-hmm. On it's, to your three. It's 24. Ah, we have talked about this. Okay, we have? Yeah, well, I haven't seen it yet, so obviously it's a zoink. Um, but you told me after I was done watching, I, I don't remember what we were talking about, but you said I should watch it because it's really good. Talk about a concept for a show. So the concept for the show, I'm going to start with that. Each season takes place within 24 hours each season and each hour 
is the hour episode. It's real time. It's real time TV. And it's like, um, Kiefer Sutherland's character works for a, like, um, I forget what the organization is called, but it's like an um, anti-terrorist um, government-run thing. And so there's like one season there's like a, an assassination attempt he has to stop. One season there's another thing. One, one season is um, daughter gets kidnapped. Um, his daughter is actually a big part of the show as well. Um, played by um, Alicia. She's another Canadian actress because like Kiefer is Canadian. I don't know why I almost said Vikander, but I don't think that's what you're going to say. No, it's like Coothworth? Coothworth? She was married to Dion (laughs) Phaneuf. I don't know, dude. (laughs) I don't know celebrity deep cuts Uh, like that. I'm looking up one second. Oh, I'll stall. Okay. Uh, You know what's pretty crazy? Okay. Airplane food, am I right, guys? It's just plain wrong. <laughs> um, Alicia Cuthbert. Oh, was, Let me see. I totally do not think that was her last name. Let me see. Let you see. Let me it's see my, what she like. It's on the computer. Oh, can you screen share? I want to see. Oh do you want God. me to just look it up? No, I'll screen share. All right. Okay, let me Sorry, see. Sorry, people of... People of the web, as we screen share. Oh, she's in like the girl next door, isn't she? Yeah, girl yeah. next door. Uh, I think okay. I had a crush on her as a kid. Probably did. All right, stop screen sharing. Yeah. So another Canadian. That's why I like during the break. I was like, "Is this a Canadian show?" And it is. It's not. It's an American show. But this was one of the first shows that I actually binged. It's like nine seasons. You binged nine seasons? Yes. Like, how quickly? Pretty quickly, actually. Like, it... I don't know how you could watch this on TV and not, like, go crazy in between. (laughs) Because, like, it is the most intense stuff you will ever see. It's some of the most intense tension-filled TV that you will watch. It's funny. You say that, too. And it, what's funny is it kind of almost reminds me of that show I was telling you about, Money Heist. Mm-hmm. Um, the show from Spain. It's kind of like a similar concept where most of the episodes, there's no, like, jumps in time. Like, if a heist is taking seven days, the heist is, like, two seasons. Like, it takes two seasons for that heist to actually wrap up. Oh, wow. So, like, so for the most part, it's a pretty slow-moving show. So, I thought that's why I thought if I liked the pacing of that, I'd probably like the pacing of this. Okay, this is not a slow-moving show. It's- well, I don't... Neither is Money Heist. I just mean, like, it's not jumping, like, a week later or anything like that. And it has a clock that is going down. Like, it has a clock... Like, when he comes back from commercial, it's like, it, like, has the ticking <laughs> clock. Oh. So you're like, oh, crap. Like, this is, you, you need to drive fast, run fast, 
you gotta I don't know it's just so the tension is so palpable in this show that I I love it um I don't really have any like favorite episodes because it's like more like just like whole seasons right well really what would be one episode in every other show is a season in this show so Mm -hmm. it's hard to yeah I, I, I know what you mean and I have not watched it in forever. But talking about it now, I want to go back and watch it. Damn, but okay. I'm not going to say anything more than just go watch it. Okay, I will. I will. Great show. Great show. One for the ages. One for the ages. One for the hour, one might say. Okay, that was terrible. Anyway, you're number four. Uh, three. Three, number three. Um, This one will surprise you. I feel like if if anyone knows me, they'd expect this to be higher on my list. But uh, it was a tough decision. <laughs> Some tough decisions were made. I still love this show, though. Uh, so my number three is Community. Oh. Um. Yeah. I feel like everyone expected this to be my number one. That but... that's that's unfortunately a zoink. Yeah. No. I know. That's like number I six. I get it. It's all good. It's all good, my guy. Um, it, yeah, no, I love, I love this show. Um, I I started watching it while it was on TV. I was like, I was like nine, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is this is this is pretty good. Um, yeah, I was also just like a huge Donald Glover fan. Like even as a kid, like I listened to all his like really early stuff that no one knows about. Um, the, the rap he did over Grizzly Bear is pretty fire, if anyone's interested. But anyways, so I was a huge, I was a huge fan, um, and I just really loved this show, uh, and to the point where, you know, I never finished season five because I was like, oh, everyone's leaving, and I just, I just couldn't do it. And then I went back and watched like season five and six this year. Because it all came on Netflix, and I was like, you know what, still pretty good. Um, but yeah, the basic premise of this show is this kind of bogus lawyer who like faked his law degree, um, gets caught and has to go back to college and actually, you know, get the proper <laughs> the proper paperwork to be a lawyer. Uh, and him being this kind of like smooth talking, want to get done as quick as possible decides to go to this, like, really crappy community college and just, like, bang it out so you can get back to being a really scummy lawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up... He ends up kind of creating this study group for a Spanish class. And the whole show just revolves around this study group and this school that they go to, Greendale Community College. Um, the first season is just kind of, like... It's an ensemble sitcom. Like, it's kind of what you expect. And then as the show goes on, it gets progressively, like, more creative, interesting, weird, and hilarious. And they find new ways to, like, stretch the, the you know, conventions of a sitcom um, by, like, parodying other movies and other TV shows um, with this, like, cast of characters. And it's so, it's so good, man. I love this show. Uh do you have any, before I go into my favorite episodes, do you have anything to say? And you keep, you talking about the show makes me thinking, 
makes keeps making me think that maybe I should have put it on my list. See, I, I take out the fact that this is just a personal list of shows that I enjoy the most. It doesn't mean they're the best shows. These are just what I enjoy. Um, but taking out like the actual subject, sub, subjective view that I have of this show and it being a part of my childhood and me always loving it. I've seen it probably the most times out of all the shows on this list. Um, it's actually probably one of the most creative things, pieces of like entertainment I've ever seen. It, okay, just to give you kind of a look into like what this show could be, it the Dan Harmon, the creator of the show, also went on to create Rick and Morty. Yeah. So it's like it's it's that. It's like has that yeah. kind of it has that kind of continuous like. I haven't actually seen that much Rick and Morty, but it has like that self ref um that self referential and like referential to other media stuff that Rick and Morty has, I think. Yeah. The cool thing I think about community is Rick and Morty has the benefit of being a cartoon. Mm-hmm. So it can have like this weird surrealist humor and you buy it because these are drawings at the end of the day. They what's crazy is they tackle that in a completely mundane setting like a community college with like just people Mm -hmm. and they still do like the craziest what the hell kind of episodes they have they take like formats from other shows and will like try to push it into their show for like an episode um brings me to some of my favorite episodes there is a mad max parody and geothermal escapism which is on the surface of Mad Max parody but is also kind of like a really touching episode about the friendship the friendship of Troy and Ovid um and it makes me cry every time because apparently I am weak um <laughs> I won't give too much away because if I do then I'll, I'll spoil it but uh then there is remedial chaos theory which is one of the most creative episodes of any show is and it's it, is it it's the dice it's the dice it's the dice um essentially it's a simple premise Troy and Ovid have moved in together and there's a housewarming party mm-hmm. and they order pizza and the the whole group is sitting around this table and decide to like f- throw a dice to see who should go get this pizza that they ordered and like whatever number the dice lands on is the number that the is the person that has to go so like the next person next to the dice if that's number one then they go and we see as it throws it gets gets thrown up Abed's like oh you know you just created like six different timelines right and as he says that like we see throughout the episode the six different possibilities of what could happen if who goes to get you know the pizza um it's kind of like run lola run if you've ever seen that movie Yes. Where it's like, oh my god, how good is that? Oh my right? gosh, that's what I love that movie. Um, so it's like, yeah, what are the, you know how that movie's like, what are the three different possibilities of like her trying to get this money? Yeah, this is like, what happens if like each of these people go to get the pizza? And what results is like some of the what, most what the hell kind of like imagery you've ever seen. There's a fire at one point in one of the realities and a burning Nor- Norwegian troll doll. Um, 
this it's just it's really creative it's really funny um and then the last one i want to talk about is oh gosh i think it's called cooperative calligraphy um and essentially an another like really simple premise that gets stretched is essentially um annie one of the characters claims that someone has stolen her pen and oh. they all refuse to leave this room until like they find the pen because like it stirs up this like internal tor like turmoil that's been swelling up with the group. It's the and they all yeah, it's a bottle episode which they actually make fun of Abed who like thinks they're actually in a TV show keeps saying it's a bottle episode, mm -hmm. and like they just they're trapped in this room with each other until they find his pen. And it's another like premise that should only last like three minutes but gets stretched and it's pretty hilarious. Um, because at the end of the day, the show really just revolves around the, the cast and the writing. Um, so we, you care about the characters. The cast is like lightning in a bottle. Um, they all work really well off each other. The whole thing, oh, I could literally almost every episode of this show is my favorite episode. <laughs> no, I could talk about any of the paintball episodes, paintball episodes. <clears throat> uh, the Christmas ones. I'm gonna okay. I got a few. I got the Goodfellas episode. Oh, the yeah, the one with the chicken. The one with the chicken. Um, yeah, that was... now it sounds. I, to I'm someone watching. who hasn't seen this show, they're like, "What?" Yeah, there's a Goodfellas episode, <clears throat> and then for like an episode in the later. Oh no, wait. There's another one when they play a video game for Pierce's. Um, inheritance. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's a yeah. good one. And for one in a later episode, they do a D&D episode earlier, but I feel like personally the better one is the one in the later season. Yeah, I like I like the one with David Cross, too. David Cross. So also, good. I just like David Cross. So. David Cross is good, too. Um, <laughs> Alvad? All right. <laughs> the freaking thing in Chipmunks the Squeakle where he like he I, this is such a deep cut but if you've ever seen Alvin and the Chipmunks the Squeakle um, which I don't know why you would but he's literally the freaking shining beacon in that dark cloud of misery <laughs> there's a scene where he like can't get the Chipettes to like perform because they've all run away with like Alvin and the Chipmunks mm -hmm. and he like has booked this concert so he has to show up and he just dresses up like the Chipettes and like starts going like singing all the single ladies dressed up as a Chipette with two sock puppets that represent the other one and he's like all the single ladies all the single ladies all the single ladies all the dudes if you want to get married then we can have a wedding and, like, <laughs> I didn't expect Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakle, to carry big laughs, but it did. I'm sorry. I'm like... <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a blast from the past right there. Um, I totally forgot um, about the Chipettes. All right. Chipettes, dude. Let's go to number two. <laughs> number two. All right. This is my favorite sitcom. <clears throat> I knew this was going to be on the list. It's How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I knew it. It's a zoink for me, but it's, it's for, like, for you, a community, this is probably, like, number six for me. I've seen it twice over, and I really, really like it. I, ha I haven't seen it twice over. 
but I, I watched this at a very, like, this is at a point in my life when I was about 13. I watched the whole thing. <clears throat> I, I binged it again. And this was another one, like 24, where there were, like, eight, nine seasons. And I just, like, binged the whole thing, like, four episodes a day, five episodes a day, just, like, <laughs> nonstop. Can't yeah. get enough of this TV show. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't put it at number one. Because of how it ends. See, I'm one of the weird people that doesn't even mind how it ended. I didn't even mind it. It was just like... You want a show to end with with like a bang. And it kind of ended... With kind of a, of a fizzle, but I think it did kind of make sense. Like, did kind of make sense for the show. Like, he's telling them about like how. Don't say been... too much here, because I remember we spoiled the show once. He's talking about how he, how, how I met your mother. Yeah. In a way that you kind of are like, okay, so something's up here. Like, you kind of know from the beginning that something's up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to spoil this at the end so I can give people warning. But I'm going to talk about some other stuff first. The characters are all so interesting. I love Robin. Yeah, like Canadian way of doing things. They go to a Tim Hortons. That's freaking awesome. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and good. Barney makes fun of the Monopoly money. That's a great episode. Um, I love Lily and her like Lily and Marshall, Marshall and their. By the way, you are Marshall. I hope you I know. am Marshall. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. I'm glad that you're aware. They're this such a loving couple, and they can get so cheesy sometimes. Yeah. But Lily can lay the smack down. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. I'm going to make you watch Buffy now. I have you by the balls, buddy. You know who plays Lily? Yeah, she plays Willow in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So if you (laughs) like her, you go watch Buffy. Anyways, back to your your number two. Uh, Just pretend I didn't do that. Um, The slaps giving... Whoa, that that is so good. The slap bed is some of the best stuff on TV. Slap bed episodes are probably like some of my favorite episodes of any show. Um, I love the episode when they're. I forget even where they're racing to, but they're all racing somewhere. It's like a some kind of rat race episode, and they all got to go somewhere. And then, I think. It's either like Marshall or somebody's just running. Somebody's straight up just running the whole way there. Oh, this is vaguely familiar, but I don't remember what it's for. And then everybody else is taking like different types of transit. Yeah. I think for like some kind of, for some reason, I think it's for some kind of sandwich. Are you thinking about the burger episode? The one where there's like this like really good burger that they can't find or something? Maybe. I can't remember. I can't remember what they're running for. Um, 
And I kind of like the stuff with um, Barney and his, <clears throat> who is his fiance, who was, she was a stripper, and they like have this really interesting relationship. Are we allowed, are we allowed to divulge? I guess it's not that bad of a spoiler. Yeah, they have this... kind of an interesting relationship. Um, and just Barney's character. Like, you watch this film. You watch this film. You watch this TV show. And at the beginning, he's such like this... He's such a ladies' man. And you're just like... As a guy, you're like, oh, I want to be that. Totally. But as it goes through his life, you start to, like, really feel sympathy for him. Yeah. That he's been really... It treats in a way that it's like, okay, he's, there's something wrong with him that he needs to fix. Yeah. Yes. And it, you see that it kind of takes him his whole life to do that. Yeah. Which is another reason why I get, I understand why people were upset with that portion of the finale. But again, we won't, that that was upsetting. I was actually upset about that. I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, come on. That portion of the ending, that's a portion that I really like. Wait, you like that part of the end? I like that part of the end. Oh, we can't say it. Damn it. I like that part of the end and how Barney's character ended. See, I think... I feel like we went, like, three steps forward, then the two steps back, and then a step forward again. With that one. I like I like the part like I like how it ends ends. I just think it could have ended ended without something happening to have an end end like that. I can't say what happens. The way I think more I think I'm thinking more about the ending. And it I'm doing I, this with my arms to show you what I mean. I think it's kind of realistic with like, I like that part, yeah. With how sometimes life might go for people. Yeah. Um, and now I'm going to spoil something. Okay, so... Spoil. Um, Skip wait, before, over before you do, let's give ourselves, like, a, a time limit. That way, if people skip forward to a certain time point, they're not going to be defiled. All right, let's start in 15 <laughs> seconds and give ourselves two minutes. Okay, two minutes. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, skip two minutes if you haven't seen the show. Go. The the mom's dead. The mom's dead. And I feel like that should have, they might have, maybe should have said that at the beginning of the show. The thing is, like, I don't, I'm not mad that they killed her off. I kind of figured that something like that was going to happen. Because of how it was set up. You know what I mean? But what really kind of just made me upset was the fact that I, I we actually, like, came to really like Tracy as a character. Like, I actually liked... I mean, she's just kind of female Ted. But, like, I actually enjoyed her as a character. And when they actually meet each other, I was like, I buy this chemistry. And then they're just kind of like, but no, actually, he just loves Robin. And I'm like, well, then... I feel like we just went... Nine seasons of running just to like stay in the same place. <laughs> like, oh, what are yeah. we doing? I'm not 100% sure on that. That's the part that I was like, that's kind of a fizzle. 
Yeah. Kind of a taking back the basics. And it didn't feel as impactful as uh, of a series finale should have for nine seasons. I've like that's why I said I don't even hate this ending. I think it would have been fine if they kept the whole like, oh, she's dead. Just don't do the whole go do the stupid blue tuba thing for Robin now. It's like it feels so like, oh, like we already did that though. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And and you only find out she's dead then. Yeah. Like, you just find out that she's dead, and then he goes off with some other woman. Like, these people have probably been sitting with it for, like, nine years or something. Yeah, that nine makes sense. Or something. But, like, us, we just got this information, and now he's like, Robin? It feels like, ugh, like, ugh, gross, nigga. What are you doing? Oh, whoops. I'm sorry I said that word. I'm All sorry. right, we can't talk about it anymore. What's okay. number two? Number two. So, yep. Uh, my number two is a show that I've been trying to get you to watch. I'm pretty sure since I met you. Um, Master of None. Oh. Eating it ill is my favorite thing. Eating it is my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, seen about half an episode. <clears throat> He's seen about half an episode. This show... This show beat Community for the number two spot. What? Um, originally, I had Community at number two, and I put Master of None at number two. Just thinking about it, actually, I was like, this is some of the most real funny and, I don't know, it just hit me. Hit me personally. Um, It's funny as hell, don't get me wrong, but towards the end of the second season, I was like, oh my God. Cause I had been, I had been in a situation at the time as I was seeing it, that was very similar to the main character dev situation. Um, not the situation with like the cooking show, by the way, if you've seen the show, not that situation, the situation with Francesca. <laughs> I feel like I had to specify that because there's, there's other situations happening, but, um, so anyways the emotional impact of that oh also this is a great show to watch during winter i don't know why it just is so if you have the chance to watch it during winter um so we have dev who's played by aziz and zari uh which um, i'm i like his stand-up like i'm i I like aziz's stand-up so i i figured i'd probably like him in the show um and it's essentially just kind of like his life living in New York City. Um, he's kind of like a struggling actor. Uh, and it explores, each episode kind of tackles a different topic. Um, but it's very, it's done very real. So like one topic, for example, is one episode is just about like parents. And how as kids, we don't really know a lot about our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, and Aziz and Zari and his friend, his friend is Asian and Aziz and Zari is, of course, East Indian. So it's like they, you know, they're like, hey, let's like get to know our parents. Like, we don't know anything about our parents. Like, let's, yeah. let's try to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it start. it opens with this great scene where essentially, you know, Aziz and Zari is like talking to his dad and his dad's like, hey, can you help me with this like tablet? I don't know how it works. And Aziz and Zari's like, 
Oh no, sorry, Dad. I I gotta catch a movie. I don't think I can help you. Just call me later or something like that. And then like it cuts to the dad, and you see him like literally like fifty years ago in like India, and he has like a toy, this like little wooden toy, and it gets like broken. Mm-hmm. And then like it cuts later, and he's like telling his family that he's like gonna move to New York to become a doctor. Then it cuts to him in New York with his wife and like a set of like racist people are, you know, not letting him do certain stuff to be a doctor in America. And then he like finally buys his son like a computer after, you know, making money as a doctor. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, thanks, dad. And then it cuts back to like, yeah, no, I don't think I can help you with that tablet. Sorry, man. And he just like leaves. The dad's like, that's okay. It's like his smile just slowly fades. Um, so there's like a lot of real moments like that. It's just it's like a funny way to look at stuff. Um, Aziz and Zara also casted his real parents in the show, um, which I I guess threw a lot of people off because his real parents aren't actors, and it's very notable, like noticeable, because they're around real actors. So like you know that these people aren't real actors, but it makes it feel almost more authentic. Um. But yeah, please check out this show. I love this show so much. If the first show that the number one show I have on my list wasn't invented, this would have definitely been number one. Wasn't invented. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just the number one show on this list is a doozy. But this show, please, please watch Master of None. Um, favorite episodes. Let's go. Okay, first date. That is one of my favorite ones. Essentially. It explores dating apps, this episode. And Aziz and Zara's character, Dev, gets on this dating app. And it's just a bunch of dates that he has from this app. But we don't see them in linear order. Like, we just cut in between dates. Like, we jump around to see, like, how they're going. And pretty much almost none of them go well. So it's almost like a comment on, (laughs) like, how dating well. And me being, like, a dating app addict... I, like, completely relate to, like, all the scenarios that are happening. Um, so, yeah, that's a great one. Um, the Thief takes place in Italy and is, like, a remake of The Bicycle Thief, but, like, set in modern day. So instead of, like, a bike being stolen, his phone gets stolen right after he got this, like, number from this really cute girl. Uh. So the whole episode is like him and this kid trying to like find his phone after it got stolen. And it's pretty much beat for beat like the bicycle thief. Um, but it's it's funnier and it's kind of set in like modern context. And it's really brilliant and it's in black and white and it takes place in Italy. It was shot in Italy. D- Love it. Does him and this kid sit down and be like, eating in Italy is my favorite thing. No, 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 no. The eating in Italy thing is the episode after that where him and his friend his friend comes down uh to to italy comes down comes up i don't know goes to italy for a wedding and meets his friend there Mm -hmm. and they decide to like go and like eat different foods or whatever so and so they like you know they're like eating in italy is my favorite thing eating in italy is my favorite thing and that's why i was like probably a couple months after I met you, I was like, yo, dude, we're like, we're like friggin' the eating in Italy thing in Master of None, and you're like, what? When we're having lunch? I'm like, oh, you haven't seen Master of None? Like, there's this, like, really tall white guy and Dev who's East Indian, but you know what? I have a tan. It works. I'm black. And then, (laughs) so, like, anytime we had lunch together, we would sing that song, so that's, Mm -hmm. 
that's the context. Um, yeah, I've been trying to get you to watch the show for a hot minute. And then yeah. last episode I'm going to talk about, I believe it's called, it's pronounced, it's an Italian name, so I'm, I'm probably butchering this. But it's Marcion Poe. Um, and this episode, bro, is, oh, God. I understand. First of all, there's, like, great chemistry between the two people who are supposed to be in love with each other. And, like, it's, it's, it's such a real situation that I tangibly buy everything that's happening. And, uh, like I said, I was, like, in a similar type situation at the time of the show. And it's just, like, oh, I understand the struggle. I can't give too much away because I feel like you should just watch the show. But um, it's only two season long, two seasons long. I pray to God it gets a third because it ends up kind of a cliffhanger. Um, but yeah, if you watch the show right around, I'd say December first, it's not a long watch at all. It'll probably take you like a week at the most. Just binge the hell out of it. Come back to Papa Spence and you tell me, okay? You tell me if I was if I was right or not. All right, I will. Right, right now, actually, I'm watching a nine-hour Ken Burns documentary. I'm watching that in, in segments. Oh my god! It's on the Civil War, and I'm watching that in segments. And that's after that's that, thick. It's pretty thick, but I'm watching it like a TV show. Like I'm watching it forty minutes at a time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After you're done that, check that out. After I'm done my. My stuff, I'll probably check out 24 if it's still on Netflix. I don't think it is, but, you know, we'll figure it out. Well, you know what? That's uh, that's a story for a different day, then. We'll figure it out. Del Prosecchi. Okay, no. <laughs> all right, number one. Should I do the song? Yes, do the song. That's all I'm waiting for. Number one. Number one. Ooh. Do your shoulders like this? Ooh. Do your shoulders like this? Ooh. Do your shoulders like that? That, ooh. Ooh, Do your shoulders like that? Ooh, okay. Okay. Number one, kind of spoiled it for you. It's Daredevil. Yeah, I knew you spoiled it, you little smock. I knew it. I, like, walked in. I said I was going to the bathroom. We took a break. I walk in, and I hear Watch Mojo. And I hear, like, Daredevil. And I'm like, is your number one Daredevil? And he's like, no, let's do the let's do the thing. Yeah. Um. Before I get into it, actually, I'm wearing my one TV shirt that I have. It's you probably don't even know what it's Count's Customs. It's from Counting Cars. Oh well, there you go. The more I know, I guess. TV show in history. I love that show. Love Counting Cars. Not mm-hmm. enough to be on your, your top five. Well, it's not. It's a reality show. It's about this guy. Oh, different day. Different day. About this car collector. Um, like, buys and refurbishes cars. And there's this guy on there called Horny Mike. But anyway. Um, of course. Of course there is. Because he just puts horns on all of his bikes and cars and stuff. Don't uh, we all? Yeah. That's why his name's Horny Mike. But anyway. Exactly. I get it. <clears throat> Daredevil? Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I don't even know what to say. It's just pure adrenaline-filled awesomeness with great acting, great action, 
great directing, great everything, great mood, great... I don't even know what else to say about this show except go watch it. Like, right. Um, this is a zoink for me, but I do really like this show. Um, just let me just ask you this: this little you've seen all three seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I don't think let's not spoil it. Let's not spoil it for people. I think it. <clears throat> I don't know what it is, but something that's always interests me is to have like these characters with like sense disabilities like blindness or stuff like that like top avatar and like daredevil in this show yeah to see them use have that disability but then have this like amazing like built-in of other senses that's always interesting me that's what's always interests me about daredevil and they do it in such a cool way where it's almost like where he can still see and stuff, but people, it just puts him as that underdog. And then people like, are like, oh, he's blunt, huh, and like try and beat him, beat him up or stuff. But he just like kicks all of their asses in the most intense and awesome way possible. Obviously, the hallway fight in the second what? one is awesome. But then... Okay, not even Daredevil. Daredevil's an amazing character, one of the best characters, the Batman of Marvel. And then they bring in these other characters who are just as interesting, like, oh my gosh. Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. This, when he... Keep kicking! Keep kicking! Keep kicking! Yeah, that's, that's, that's like the instant scene that comes into my mind because it was so screwed up when he just... His, um... I guess I can't say what he does because it's a spoiler. But he does something nice to his dad, that's for sure. Well, that episode is a really good episode where it's just him and it's just about him the whole episode. I love that episode. The episode where it's just about Karen, even, who's also played by a great actress, in season three, when they go into her backstory. That was really good, actually, yeah. And you're like, I've lived with this person for three seasons, and now you're telling me this? Now you're telling me... <laughs> it's it's a really big thing, too. It's not even like a like a little, like, oh, they kind of hint that there's, like, there's darkness in her past. But then, like, in season three, they're like, oh, by the way. Oh. You're just, what? By the way. <laughs> oh. You're like... Every time that I've felt bad for this character, like, every time that I've, like, been annoyed with this character, I want to take it back. You know? Like, you're like... Yeah, she does do something sometimes where I'm like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And when they introduce Punisher... Oh my gosh. When they have that fight scene with the Punisher... Yeah. Oh Wait, the God. one where he's all like tied up? No, the one where he's in the. Or pri- is it? Just, or is the one where it's Daredevil and him going toe to toe on the roof? One where he's in the prison. And oh, oh, that was so good. That was so good. Oh my gosh! I like. This- I also like how when the dude like lands on him because there's like blood everywhere, 
it like creates like the the Punisher skull in like blood on his thing. If you look close, that was cool. yeah. It's oh, okay. The, this is <laughs> so dark, so bloody, so twisted. You should never show this to your children until they're well, like. Funny is, I say that, but like they still don't say the f word in this show. There's still no nudity in this show. Okay, but okay. That's, it, it's just mostly it's just the violence. That could be a whole other conversation of what should we. I think it's like a fourteen. What should we expose to our kids? Should we expose, um, like awful language, or awful violence? Like what is what will poison their minds more? Yeah. What's funny too is it's like this character is like rooted in Catholicism. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I love the, the same part. Oh, someone's head gets taken off of the car door. It's great. Oh, it's freaking great. I love it. it. I I really like the faith part of it too. I love the scenes with him and the him and the priest and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really it is everything that I wanted. Oh, dude, I when this show like was announced, I was so pumped. I think this might, if this was a movie, it'd probably be in, like, my top five favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. No, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I think, I think one of the cool things to me about this show was, like, none of the characters are one thing. Um, there's a couple of characters that... See, I there's a couple actors and characters in the show that I like wasn't a huge fan of, but I let slide because the show overall was great. Like this is just my opinion, and it's no slight against his actor. His performance wasn't even that bad. It just for some reason rubbed me the wrong way. It was like foggy. Like I just I wasn't a huge fan of his character in the show. Um but for every like foggy you get, you get a kingpin or a punisher or um, you know, like, a, a cast of these, like, other amazing characters that they delve into. Electra. Um, Dick. Electra. Who, they did better than the 2003 version, I'll tell you, I'll give it that much. Or even in the latest season, with, uh... Dexter? What's his name? Deadshot? No, Point Dexter. Just say Point Dexter. Don't give it a ask. Uh, you said Deadshot. If you know anything about comics, you know. Yeah, Bullseye. 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 Yeah. Dude, that fight in the office when he's just like throwing pens and stuff—that was so cool. Yeah, that was that's so good. Character. So like, I think. Well, yeah. I feel like that's not maybe cut up Point Dexter, or cut up whatever I said. The... I, I, I guess it doesn't really matter. I guess it really doesn't matter. Like, what am I still... Bullseye's in the Daredevil show. You mean, like, one of the main villains? Yeah. Daredevil? I guess it's not that... You kind of knew it was coming. Um, and, yeah. I don't know what else to say about the show except go watch it. Um, the Karen... The... Spin-off yeah. One of my favorites. The um, spin-off episode with... What's his name? Um, with... Kingpin. I just forgot Kingpin. Um, with Wilson Fisk. And the whole thing in season three with 
No, actually, maybe not. I just the whole way they introduce the show from season one to season three it never lets up. I don't think yeah. there's a. I don't think there's a, a bad part of the show, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love this show too. Um, I'm just gonna bring this up now because I don't know if I'll get a chance to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this show is on par with which is another one that if we did a top 10 would definitely be in my list mm-hmm. um jessica jones season one uh i friggin' some people i know i my dad doesn't really like it that much but i loved season one of jessica jones season two i didn't even finish it season three better season two <laughs> but season one mwah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge nerd, so I watched like everything all the way through. I friggin' watched Iron Fist season two. I don't know all- why you did that to yourself. Because I was like, I have to. And what's funny is the show recognizes kind of how bad it is, and they just they just are like, oh, Iron Fist doesn't he uh, give it to friggin' Colleen because she's better. They just give the Iron Fist to Colleen. Just like I know that's a spoiler, but if you're watching past season one, then either you're like me or you're sick. I don't even care. I don't care about spoiling Iron Fist. I really don't. Colleen gets the fist, and then at the end, they pull some bullshit where they skip, like, a year later, and then Iron Fist has two Iron Fists, and they don't show how he gets it, and he, like, fires two guns, and, like, the guns have Iron Fist bullets, and you're like, wait, what? How did this happen? That looks way more interesting than this whole entire season. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I've seen all of Luke Cage. I've seen all of Punisher. I've, like, I've delved in. Um, but Daredevil's uh, pretty much every season, one, two, and three, consistently pretty good. And Jessica Jones season one are, I think, my favorites of the entire Marvel Netflix catalog. Kilgrave is one of the best films. So good. That's like what he can do. That's crazy. Yeah, well, it's scary. It's so scary. It actually, like, it creates a scary villain, and it's it's all essentially the entire season one is about, like, breaking free from abuse. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's a metaphor for that. Um, Spencer. But yeah. Yeah, okay. What's I'm your number sorry. one? My number one. I feel like, I feel like if you, if you know me, then you knew this was going to happen. Because I talk about this show a lot, because it's, it's one of my favorites. It is... House, MD. You have to say MD, otherwise people just think you're talking about a house. House, MD. The Doctor Show, my personal favorite Doctor Show. Um, and favorite show of all time. Wow. Yeah, this is my favorite show of all time. I, I, I rewatched it a couple months ago. See, I, I was rewatching a bunch of shows that I knew I really liked, just to see like what, what I thought of them. And I rewatched House again. Oh man, I love that show. Uh, Hugh Laurie is house. Perfect casting. I think I've seen an episode. You probably watched it. They showed it in high school for some reason. In like bio class, we watched an episode of House. Not in my bio class, but anyway, keep going. Yeah, um, dude, if you haven't seen this show, it's a it's a longer it's a longer venture. It's like eight seasons in hour long episodes. So, you know, you're on it. You're on it for a bit of a trek. But this show, 
um, has one of the best on-screen friendships I've ever seen in my life. That being House and Wilson, which who are obviously like apparently the creators of the show kind of took inspiration from like Sherlock Holmes. So like they nod to that character by saying his name's How Gregory House. Mm-hmm. And then Wilson, James Wilson, Watson. So like that's why they did that. Fun fact. Uh-huh. That's why they're named that. But um that friendship is so real. Essentially, House is just this like misanthrope who doesn't actually care about people that much. He just likes the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So like there's episodes where like a patient will die and like his team is like, ah, oh, we screwed up. He's like, what are you doing? And they're like, he's dead. And he's like, so don't you want to know what killed him? And like starts like doing an autopsy. I'm like, it's so good. Um, it's it's funny. It's it's kind of it makes you think. It's deep at times. It's thought provoking, and it's it's sometimes it's like incredibly emotionally impactful. I have cried a few times throughout this show, and again, I don't cry. I always say like I don't cry that often. But, like, I feel like I, I do now because anytime I say that, I say, but I cried here. Um, but, yeah, this show is so freaking good, man. The acting, on point. The writing, on point. Um, everything, man. I just, I, I love this show to bits and pieces. Some of my favorite episodes being uh, Help Me, which is brilliant. Uh, I, I won't give too much away about the specific episodes only because, you know, they're rooted in the show and kind of in the context of what was happening in that season. But the basic premise of that one is this crane collapses and, like, takes down a building. It's like this whole building crumbles. And House, being a doctor, shows up to this scene, right, to try and help out Um and this lady is just, like, trapped underneath a bunch of rubble. And, like, these paramedics are, and, like, the people who are trying to move the rubble out of the way are, like, we have to cut off her leg. And he's just trying to figure out ways to stop them from cutting off her leg. And it's, like, holy crap. What a... I think, I think that's the season finale of that, of that season. I think it's season six. But, damn. That was excellent. Um... There's Broken, which is a there's a two parter set inside of a of a of a mental a mental ward. Oh, because essentially House is like an addict. He's addicted to Vicodin because he had like a clot in his leg and did a risky surgery uh, to try and save his leg, and it didn't work out. And now he walks with a cane. And for the pain, he takes Vicodin, but he becomes an addict. So he's essentially addicted to Vicodin. And it all, like, culminates when uh, the addiction takes over. And essentially, there's an episode where he just kind of loses his mind. So at the beginning of one of the seasons, he's in this mental hospital. Um, and it's literally just kind of about, about the human spirit and this, like, complete misanthropic character who starts by just wanting to, like, break the system of this mental facility. <laughs> like... He starts, like, because he's smart. He's, like, incredibly smart. So he starts, like, playing mind games, like, the patients and the the doctors in this facility. And then eventually he just decides to better himself. And it's a really good episode. Um, and then I think the last one I'll talk about is Three Stories, 
which is an episode where he is talking to like a group of med medical students. Yeah. And he's telling them three stories of like three different people who he has treated. Mm -hmm. And I won't give any more away to that one because the twist in that one is freaking fantastic. Um, but yeah, this show means so much to me. I love it. I think it's it's so expertly written. The acting is brilliant. Just just please watch this show. Watch this show. If you're gonna, if you, I mean, watch all of the shows that I've said essentially. But I think, I think this one. It has it has a lot of heart and it, it it relates to me personally. I love this show. Loved it since I first saw it. Rewatched it. Loved it more. Uh, can't praise it enough. Wow. So yeah, if you if you want if you want like a kind of a medical drama type thing, if that thing interests you, House. Okay. If you want um, a a comedy that's set in New York City and is not Friends, Master and None. If you want. If you want kind of like a look at surrealist and like farcical comedy communities, your jam, you know. And of course, my ever my ever loving life is always defending Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, you know, check check them out, please, please. No one I know is watches any of these shows, and I feel so alone. <laughs> so, please watch these shows. If you want. I feel like the most important show that I have on my list is This Is Us. Cause that, if you want to be taught life lessons while like crying your eyes out, watch This Is Us. If you want, uh, if you're into anime, if you're into animated shows, if you want to get in touch with your childhood again, watch Avatar. If you want the most intense, like edge of your seat, have to watch the next one, watch 24. If you want some of the like funniest stuff, some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen, watch How I Met Your Mother. And some of the some of the cutest characters that you've ever seen. Watch like oh, watch How I Met Your Mother. Cute characters. And if you want like some of the best action on TV, some of the best, some of the most interesting deep characters on TV. Watch Daredevil. Bet. Bang. That's that's our list, that's folks. Our this list. is a long episode. This has been a long episode. Thank you for sitting with us. Um, go check us out on Instagram. Go check us out on the on the Facebook. On the might get a YouTube starting soon. Maybe it'll already be up by the time you got this. Or you can find videos on our Facebook page. Or um probably on our instagram as well yeah probably. um but thank you for sticking with us and that yeah that damn yeah that's our tv shows that's our tv shows man give yourself a round of applause a for listening to this and b because uh we made this and we're awesome so, oh yeah we're the best yeah. we're the best all right, everybody. Thanks for watching an incredibly long, bloated, and kind of distended episode of Babbling with the Boys. My name is Spence the Chef. Um, I just want to say thank you if you actually watched that entire very long podcast. But uh, yeah, 
Please give Buffy the Vampire Slayer a chance, for God's sake. Yeah. Come on, guys. What's what's up with you? You need to watch... I need to watch it, too. I'm Karstrafe. Yeah, I, I need to watch a lot more TV, apparently. Because... I'm a movie addict, but not a TV addict. Yeah, it's, it's, you'll, you'll get into it. We'll I just like it. a two-hour concise story, okay? <laughs> don't, don't, don't trash me for that, man. Don't trash me in the comments for my, for my love of cinema and it thus not leaving that much time for, for, the, for the television. Uh, you know, I can't stay mad at you. Um, yeah, if you're watching this on Facebook... <laughs> Or YouTube, and you like to you like what you see, and you like to see more. Click right here to see more. Yeah. Um, if you like what you see here, you know, go check out the entire full version of the podcast. Yeah. Which would be, you know, Google Play or whatever, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, will be cool. babbling with the boys. Check us out on Instagram as well. Uh, yeah. If you're from my YouTube channel, what's up? Babylon with the boys with a capital Z. Yeah. Uh, or Z. Or Z. <laughs> well, however you say it. I um, say Z. And go over to go over to Spencer's YouTube channel for SGF Studios for some stop motion goodness. If you're if this is on my YouTube channel and you're watching this from my YouTube channel and they told you to go to my YouTube channel, then that'd be pretty crazy because you'd be like, Well, I'm already here. Yeah, I think that's our episode. <laughs> I think that's the episode. I think I'm out of things to say. Okay. Right. I'm a... Love I, you. I'll Stay love you. Spicy. Love you what was that? Stay spicy. Oh, yes. Stay spicy. Spicy. Have-